The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. Today, we're going to have a conversation on how to negotiate your way out of self-sabotage. As you all likely, or most of you likely know by now, I really enjoy Clubhouse and I have learned so much from that app, from the people on that app. I've met so many amazing people and I run a room on how to negotiate our way out of self-sabotage in which I have wonderful moderators who join me and who pour into other people. Now we are not a substitute for mental health therapy or anything like that, but we do talk about some of the struggles we all go through and many of our guests who come up on stage, they share their struggles and we try to help them out in whichever way we can. Now this particular week, this is the week of July the 23rd, 2022. We talked about transformation. One of our speakers came up and he had suffered from bipolar disorder and he's managed to have the courage kind of turn things around and to really be optimistic about his life. Beautiful. We also spoke about the power of affirmations. We also talked about self-examination and how the circle of a family, if it had been violent or disconnected, can be, can be broken. That circle can be broken. Change can be made. There were such great conversation. One speaker came up and talked about her excitement in coming into her own journey on transformation. And it's a lovely thing. We talked about how we sometimes have to let certain people go in our lives who are toxic for us. We also spoke about triggers and how to deal with triggers, even though those triggers may show up 20 years after they first arrived. So you're about to get a lot of great information from this room. And please join us on Saturdays. The application is free. You're welcome to join. You're welcome to speak on stage and get a lot out of this. There are so many good tips and ideas in this room. It's just amazing. So enjoy this room. And without any further delay, here we go. Let's negotiate our way out of self-sabotage, shall we? Today we're going to be talking about negotiating our way out of self-sabotage. Now this is a, a safe room and what I mean by that is that we really encourage you to open up, uh, to be vulnerable, to share and uh, this information that you share here today is not intended to be a substitute for any professional medical or psychiatric advice or diagnosis or treatment. Although we have many great speakers and some of them are doctors, we don't intend to replace 
therapy or any professional help. What we're doing here is we're sharing our information from our backgrounds uh, to help you to negotiate your way out of self-sabotage. So what I normally do in this room is I will invite each and every one of my moderators to uh, to tell uh, you who they are, just give a little bit of a bio. And also, guys, uh, for my moderators, please let uh, our audience know if you have anything that you would like to promote, because really, you come from all kinds of backgrounds, and I think that, um, yeah, that's worth sharing. So let's do that, and then I will get into what self-sabotage is, and we'll open the room up to anyone who wants to share uh, ask a question or share an experience. We're here to support each other. We have a back channel. You can see the little uh, circle there at the bottom left of your screen. Looks like uh, somebody speaking. That's where you can put some of your thoughts, get the conversation going. Uh, there's also a share button. You can share this room with others if you feel that somebody out there could really benefit from this conversation. And I know that each and every one of us here our moderators have said this, you've said this, every time this room runs, everybody gets something from it. So if you feel that you want to share this with somebody, please do. And let's see if we can get those shares up to 50 today. <laughs> That's optimistic, but I believe in optimism. So what I will do is I'll turn it over to King and then I'll off to Robert and Michelle, we'll get started. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Paul. And hello, and thanks to everyone for joining us for their Negotiate Your Way Out Self-Sabotage Room. And if anyone does want to come up on stage, I would encourage you to raise your hand up sooner rather than later because we do run the room for about two hours. And then once we get enough people on stage, we will turn off hand raising. So if you do want to come up and share, I would recommend that you raise up your hand sooner rather than later. But uh, thanks for joining us. My name's King, and I'm a social media and communications strategist and also travel blogger. And I'm just here to... Uh, contribute in my way and uh, with my experiences in life and try to hopefully be able to help you all out with uh, any uh, self-sabotaging challenges you may be facing. But mainly every single week, I'm here to learn. I learn so much from the experiences that I hear from everyone else and also from the incredible experts that we have joining us uh, as moderators as well. So uh, thank you so much. I'm just looking forward to another inspiring session with you all here. And Robert, um, if you are ready to speak, uh, I'm just about ready here. So Robert, the stage is yours if you are ready. Thank you, King. Thank you, Paul. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Robert Nadeau. I am Paul's brother. Um, like King, I I come here mainly to learn myself. I, there are so many just uh, truly remarkable um, people, uh, moderators, as well as, as people that come up uh, as guests from time to time. And I learn so much from them. A little bit about me. Uh, my undergrad, I was in philosophy. I majored in the history of philosophy and science. I am a lawyer by day. I am an entertainer by night. I'm a mentalist. Uh, my tagline is magic for the intelligent mind. I perform for corporate events, uh, for fundraisers. Uh, I have performed in Los, a Los Angeles, New York, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Uh, but really, what I, I guess what I bring here to the room, my contribution is that I have been for the last 30 or so years, um, uh, a student of critical thinking. And uh, I decided uh, um, 
about a year ago to start posting on critical thinking. And so if anyone's interested in following that, uh, Paul said we should uh, mention these resources. I do have a critical thinking um, uh, reason and rationality uh, Facebook group, uh, which you can feel free to join and uh, just uh, check out the installments. So with that, I am going to turn it over to the lovely Michelle. And you caught me saying good morning to people in the audience. I was creating some chats. Um, thank you for that, Robert. And what an interesting um, career and you know life that you've uh, given yourself. I love that you started with philosophy, and you know now at that, of course, which does I think need critical thinking. Uh, that you know that you've been able to really delve deeply into that and also to be able to allow people to really experience what a mentalist is and does and when you come to New York you're gonna have to call me because I'm gonna come see you um, so my name's Michelle Geske and I gosh I love I've been coming to Paul and King's room long over a year now um, and I just they can't shake me off I'm like a barnacle so they finally modded me um, <laughs> Just to just uh, give themselves some peace and quiet. But I love people. Um, I'm very passionate about people. I've been uh, a management consultant and strategic, done a lot of strategic planning for organizations, a lot of leadership trainings over the last quarter century. And I've done a lot of work with um, the public domains, people like you, uh, really helping people to understand the absolute power that they have within them to change their life to have the life they say they want to have. And I'm here always as a student. Uh, sometimes I'm really brought to tears, sometimes to my knees, by not necessarily the gravity of a situation, but by the incredible growth that goes on in this room, by by the shared humanity that's here. And, um, and you know, that's here because of the safety that, that um, Paul and King uh, set up in this room. So what I do right now is I'm a transformational coach and trainer, and I do um, work with organizations and people. And currently I am offering a transformational coach and trainer certification program. So that's for someone who's really interested in learning how to listen, um, listen, meaning uh, kind of delve into the different contexts that people sort of live their life out of. So let's see, you could call it a way of being, you could call it like a way of thinking. And so um, I'm doing that and it's a six month course and I highly recommend it because it's about taking yourself on and having breakthroughs so that then you are able to listen for those same breakthroughs with a different level of clarity um, with other people. Anyway, so that's what I'm up to currently. I'm really excited about it and I'm mostly excited to be here um, to hold space for people and to contribute where I can. So with that, I'm going to pass the mod mic to um, my next uh, moderator, and that's Dr. Allison, who I can't wait to hear from, and it's so good to see her. Good morning, Dr. Allison. Good morning, Michelle, Robert, King, Paul, everyone in the room. Uh, my name is Dr. Allison Aklufi. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and educational psychologist and a consulting psychologist for the state of California. I'm also a registered yoga teacher, and my specialty is Yoga Nidra, the sleep of the yogis, which involves meditation to achieve samadhi, which is bliss or enlightenment. Um, and so I'm here to just hold space for all of you to listen to the amazing wisdom of Paul 
who continues to inspire me, just the brilliance your monologues are usually these flights of genius. I, I not even not flights of fancy, flights of genius. And so I'm constantly learning um, from some of the amazing moderators <clears throat> and speakers in this room. So I'm looking forward to a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Allison. Uh, Dr. Allison, you have a YouTube channel. Would you mind just uh, taking a moment to share that with people? Because I do believe that they would get a lot of value by following you on YouTube and Instagram. So would you mind just taking 30 seconds and letting us know about that? Sure. Um, so in my work, uh, I was a former educator and dean and administrator in LAUSD. And as a consulting psychologist for the state of California, I get calls and messages and requests for calming, soothing, self-regulatory activities, especially over the last two years, but over the last 20 years. And I can only have so many people in my classes um, and so many people I can work with online. So I decided to just put them on YouTube. So I started a couple of months ago just putting some quick little breathing, meditation, calming, soothing activities online so that anybody could have them at any time. Some people have complained that they don't like the YouTube uh, ads. So you can do one of two things. You can either subscribe to YouTube or on my website. I feature one or two um, on my website that you don't have to go through the YouTube ads. But if you go to YouTube um, and you enjoy it, um, just you know, have a good time. And if you have any recommendations um, for things you want to see or hear, I probably have them coming up. But let me know, and I'll be more than happy to um, create something you know with you in mind. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Allison, and thank you, King, for posting the link just above. Uh, if you're interested in that, just follow that link and you will be brought to Dr. Allison's YouTube page. So thank you for that. And yes, uh, welcome everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Paul Nadeau and about a year and a half or just over a year and a half ago, King had introduced me to this wonderful club, Clubhouse. And I immediately became very, very interested in it. It was a it was an opportunity for me to speak. I am a public speaker, I'm a keynote speaker, and I got to listen and share. And it truly was a gift at a time where I needed it. And I think a lot of us were drawn to Clubhouse for a number of different reasons. But during the pandemic especially, many of us needed to be heard. And not we can't be seen, but we certainly can be heard and our voices can be heard. And everybody has this innate desire it's something that's built within us. We need to be seen, heard, and validated. This was a way that I got to do that. It occurred to me after I was on the app for a little bit that I could speak about a topic that was really passionate to me, and that is how to overcome self-sabotage. Because my brother Robert and I and our family went through some pretty difficult times with a, a father who was uh, tortured. In, uh, that's, a, that's all I'm going to say about that. And we had to really develop some skills to get through life. I made a promise to myself when I was very, very young that when I grew up, I'd become a policeman so I could arrest my father and people like him. Well, he passed away. He killed himself when I was 17, but I still joined the police department and I really threw myself into that career. I eventually made my way to 
the SVU unit, Special Victims Unit, it's the Sexual Assault and Child Abuse Unit, in which I was able to arrest the bad guys and help people who had gone through some of the worst things that you could possibly imagine. And I learned a lot. I was exposed to a lot of, of great teachers. I learned from the very best. And I applied a lot of what I learned to my own life because we all suffer from self-sabotage from time to time. And that has helped me throughout my life because even today, those thoughts creep into my mind. I'll be walking and all of a sudden this little voice comes into my head and says, hey, you can't possibly do this or you can't do that or you're not this or you're not that. I now know how to challenge that voice. I've given it a name. I call mine Bob. I say, hey, Bob, get out of my head. You know, you're not welcome here. And um, that Bob was a guy that I had met a few years ago. Um, and I, he ended up being a real disappointment to me. So I labeled my voice Bob, and it helps me. I don't know if it'll help you. But what is self-sabotage? Let's take a look at the word sabotage to start with. Now, we've heard this before. We've listened to the news. We hear, hey, something has been sabotaged. There's been damage committed here. It was an act of, of terrorism, whatever. The word sabotage includes to deliberately destroy, damage, or obstruct something. That's what the word damage means, among other things. When it comes to self-sabotage, what it refers to are behaviors and thought patterns that hold us back and prevent us from living the life that we deserve to live. And that can be a deliberate act. That can be a deliberate act of sabotage, especially when we are aware that we are doing it. Awareness is so powerful. When we become aware of something, we are challenged with doing something about it, aren't we? You become aware that there is a problem. You become aware that you have perhaps an ailment that needs treatment. So you know, you become aware, okay, this hurts or I'm not feeling well. That's an awareness. So you take yourself to the doctor. Why don't we do that when it comes to our thoughts? We can always turn to someone for help when we become aware of it. Awareness is power. That means that we have to police our thoughts and our bodies will tell us. There's sometimes where you'll feel a tightness in your, your chest or you'll feel itchy or something just isn't right. It's at times like that that we can actually start to look into what we're thinking about in the moment. Are we thinking that we're not worthy? Are we thinking that we're not this or not that? So some examples of self-sabotage include blaming others when things go wrong. We don't take responsibility for our own actions. We don't look at what we've done to perhaps contribute to the loss of a job or the loss of someone in our lives. Maybe it's a relationship. Socrates said, an unexamined life is a life not worth living. And when you take a look at it, self-examination is so important, especially if you want to live a rich and full life. I was in a room the other day. I was invited by Michelle and Glenn Morshauer, who uh, joins our room very often. And it was, I now pronounce thee. And when you when we listened at the title, it was kind of like, OK, this is interesting. Are they getting married here? No. How do you pronounce yourself to the world? How do you pronounce yourself to be? How are you pronouncing yourself to others? Who are you when you're walking in through a door? Are you 
joyful? Are you angry? Are you brilliant? Are you shy? It really comes down to that self-examination. How do I want to pronounce myself to the world? Do I want to pronounce myself as a confident individual? Because people are attracted to confidence. They're attracted to people who are comfortable in their own skin. Why are you perhaps not comfortable in yours? Is it that you believe that you're not worthy? Are you being accountable to yourself, to the promises that you make to yourself? Hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. This is it. I'm putting it on the calendar. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. What am I going to do to get there? Well, I'm going to go into intermittent fasting. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Three days into it, you say, well, you know what? I, I'm giving up on that. No, it's too hard. I got to let it go. You're the one who's making it too hard. It's what you're telling yourself. Are you also not being accountable to others when you give them your word? Your word should be your bond. I promise you this, or I will do this. I will strive to do better. Whatever it is that you tell other people, are you following through on that? Because if you're not, that is self-sabotage. Your life condition will decrease the happiness, the joy, the experiences, the relationships will suffer if you are not accountable to yourself and accountable to others. It's so important that you do that. Another form of self-sabotage is cho choosing to walk away when things don't go right in our lives. It's like, okay, again, that we're, we're, these little voices come in and say, you know what, this is far too hard. I'm looking at this, I just can't possibly do that. So we are walking away when things don't go right as opposed to saying, okay, I'm a big boy, I'm a big girl, I can handle this. I don't have to handle it all at once. I can take small steps. Lao Tzu said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, the idea, folks, is that we take one step at a time, that we don't all do that journey all at once if we can't. It's all right to take it in bite-sized pieces, but to keep moving on. So never walk away when things go wrong because you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to make things right and to build some great relationships. When we feel overwhelmed, that's another sign of self-sabotage. That, again, it's that exhaustion. It's that I can't do this. It's listening and giving in to the self-sabotaging voices in our heads that say, you can't do it, Paul. Sit down, take a break, leave this, don't worry about it. Well, the thing is, I'm going to worry about it because that's just the way the brain works. I'm going to work about it. Whatever I tell myself in my conscious mind, my unconscious mind will respond to that. If I tell myself in my conscious mind that I can't do something, my unconscious mind, which is almost like a captain of a ship, if the captain says to his crew, the unconscious mind, hey, you can't do this. The unconscious mind, imagine this, the crew of a ship will say, captain says we can't do it. And they will do everything within their power to make sure that the captain is right. They will work at breaking things down, at just demoralizing you. They'll do that because that's how the unconscious mind works. It works to satisfy the conscious mind who's already told it, you're on a sabotage, um, you're, you're doing something to sabotage yourself. Yep, we're right behind you. We'll make sure that that happens. The opposite is true. If we tell ourselves that we can do it, then the captain says, hey, we can do this. And the unconscious mind then works to make it happen. It's a beautiful thing, but it's within our control. And we have to take control of our lives. 
Otherwise, we give it up and we turn into the self-sabotaging. Picking fights with friends or partners for no particular reason is also a form of self-sabotage. That's often because maybe we're not being seen or feel that we're being seen or heard. And in relationships, that's what we want. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. That's one of the things that, that's born within us is that, hey, I'm here. I'm in this world. This is a big, scary world, but I want people by my side. Do you not see me? Do you not hear me? When a person is not seen and not heard, they will turn to many different things. And often that is violence. Often that is picking fights, whatever it is. If you're not being seen or you feel that you're not being heard, you do have a voice. You can sit down. You can say, hey, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling that you're listening to me or that you're hearing me. Can we talk? And then open the door to that communication. That's so important. Another form of self-sabotage includes uh, dating people we know aren't right for us. There are times that we don't understand our value as people or that we haven't done the work that's necessary for us to be that quality mate that we're looking for in return. If, again, we go back to what Socrates said about examining our lives, if we examine our lives and say, look, this is the kind of person that I want in my life, and it is an, an, a vibration that we send out. Uh, a lot of people call it the law of attraction. We are energy and we omit vibrations to other people. If we have a particular vibration that someone else has in their life, then that usually attracts them to us. So if we're telling ourselves, well, all, all men or all women are cheaters, they're this, they're that, that's the energy you're going to bring into the relationship. It's like, okay, this is the kind of person I'm attracting because that kind of energy is going to be brought back to you. And somebody will come into your life that will be a cheater, that will let you down. However, if you examine your life and you say, I want to be this quality person, what must I do to be that quality person? And you do the work, you omit the vibrations that come along with that. It really works. I'm not a scientist. I can't really go into the description of that, but I know that what we send out to the universe, we get in return. That also includes the type of person that we attract into our life to be our soulmates, our love mates. So another one is trouble stating our needs and desires. And this, we've heard this in this room so many times where people have come up and said, I can't tell my parents what I want to do with my life because they already have my life planned. And a lot of people who fall into that regrettably will go into university and will follow their parents' wishes and desires at their detriment. And I've heard so many uh, stories and, and read articles in which people have taken their lives because they weren't fulfilled. They didn't follow their passions. So if you're having trouble stating your needs and desires with family or friends or at work, or even in romantic relationships, you're doing yourself a disservice. It is so important to speak your mind. If you're starting to date someone and you are not honest in what you're looking for in someone, then at some point that's going to come out and it's going to hurt. So be honest and, and state your needs and desires with the people that matter to you. That's important. Another one is blaming or shaming ourselves for things that we've done in our past. So many people have done this. They, they go back into an event that happened three months ago or six months ago or a year ago where 
they may not have been their perfect selves, okay? But they were the people that they were back then. And I'm using that in the past tense. The people that they were back then. I am not the person I was six months ago. I've learned from that. I've examined the things that I've done and I've improved on that person. So I am standing on the shoulders of that person I once was. Apply this to your own life. If you're blaming and shaming yourself for something that you have done in the past, ask yourself, am I still that person? Or have I, have I transitioned and transformed into someone new, which is what I should be doing? This brings me to another thing that people do is they compare themselves to others. They go to Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, and they look at what appears to be the perfect life from people they're following, yet they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. They don't realize that some of these people are hurting just like them and are taking a hundred shots of that one picture that will eventually be posted on social media to be seen, to be recognized and to be heard because they need that validation. If we're going to compare ourselves to anyone, we should be comparing ourselves again to that person that we were three days ago, six months ago, a year ago. This is what we should be doing, striving to be our best selves. So those are a few of my thoughts on this topic. And I would love to hear from you. And before we go, I've spoken quite a bit, so I'm gonna turn it over to King for a quick room reset. And then we're gonna go to our first speaker, uh, Keisha, who's been waiting patiently on stage. Over to you, King. Thanks so much, Paul. And once again, your intro is always a masterclass. Uh, so thank you for that. And uh, welcome to everyone who has joined us today for the Negotiate Your Way Out of Self-Sabotage Room. And of course, this room is run every Saturday at noon Eastern time and will go for about two hours. We generally do like to try to keep it at about two hours just to be respectful of everyone's time. And of course, the room is hosted by the Take Control of Your Life Club. So if you aren't already following the club, make sure you tap the greenhouse above my head and become a member. And I'm actually very glad to see a lot of party hats in the audience a lot of new members so welcome janet ahmed reshma and m uh, to clubhouse and hope your first week here has been fantastic and so for anyone that's new and uh, uh, anyone also if that needs a reminder just remember that if you do want to come up to speak on stage just raise up your hand it will bring you up on stage to speak and of course if you are coming up to speak we do ask that you do have something written in your bio ideally a social media account attached as well just because we do want to make sure that you are a real person and not someone looking to disrupt the room because we do try to keep the space here as safe as we possibly can so just keep that in mind if you do want to come up to speak especially the new people just you know something as simple as i'm still working my bio or you know i'm new here whatever just so that we know that you're not a bot and that you're a real person of course if you aren't able to come on stage to speak, the room chats are open, so you can always type your questions and comments in the room chat, and we'll do our best to address them uh, when we can. And uh, of course, the other thing is that if you know if you are here on Clubhouse, you may as well you know make the best use of it. And uh, the best use of that is, of course, Clubhouse does pay attention to the rooms you go into, the clubs you belong to, the connections, the people that you follow, and 
uses that algorithm to suggest rooms and uh, clubs for you. So take a look around in the, our room while you're here, you know, like read everyone's bios, look to your left, look to your right, look above you. Um, you know, if you need a place to start, of course, my amazing moderators up here are all fantastic people to follow and just super, super fascinating and smart. And so give, you know, give people a follow if their story resonates with yours, just because then they'll just make your experience here on Clubhouse so much, you know, so much better. And of course, one huge favor we can, you know, we'd like to ask is if you could also share the room as well. So it's the little box at the bottom with the arrow pointing up uh, of the box. So if you can share either here on Clubhouse or on your social medias just to get the word out if you are enjoying your time here, because it do definitely does help us to be able to grow a little bit and get the word out for anyone that um, might need to hear a few sort of uh, inspiring tales or maybe help, help with some challenges that they're dealing with in terms of self-sabotage right now. And as I said, if anyone is thinking of coming on stage, make sure you raise your hand up sooner rather than later because we will be closing off the hand raising when we feel we have enough people uh, to uh, get to uh, our two hour mark. And so definitely raise up your hand sooner rather than later. And with that, I think I've covered everything, so I'll hand it back over to Paul. So, Paul, if you are ready to take the baton back, the stage is yours. Thank you so much, King, and thank you for that great reset. All right, so Keisha, welcome to the room. I don't think I've seen you here before. Have you been here? Keisha, are you there? Flash your mic. Oh, she left. So, all right, perhaps she'll be back. Um, I'm going to go to Jess. Uh, Jess, uh, flash your mic if you're there. Wonderful. Over to you, sir. Well, it's been a little while since I've been here, and, and thank you so much for the ping, uh, Michelle. You know, it was just like perfect divine timing here because I was just wrapping up uh, the end of my half of a work day of catching up on things. And uh, I think, Paul, last time we spoke, you, you said, hey, come back and give me an update. And I don't know, it's been like two months or more. I'm not sure. So um, I would love to share an update about, you know, just the success story of no longer sabotaging myself, um, of doing the hard work, of uh, get kind of getting getting away from the limitations that I have put on myself. Um, the fact that I have really been super intentional about speaking as often as I could, because one of the things I realized I had going on there. Uh, with me was I, I spent my whole life, and you even alluded to it uh, in your introduction, Paul, I spent my whole life not feeling heard. I spent my whole life feeling ignored. Uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was when I was a teenager. I felt like I was a problem my whole life. I felt like, you know, I have all this extra energy. Like my brain works a little differently than other people. I have all this extra energy. And then sometimes I might like crash. And, and I've, I've found a way to kind of manipulate that energy so that I kind of crash on the weekends and, it, and I actually use it to my advantage. And I think that's one of the biggest things I really sabotaged myself with was I was struggling with this mental illness and I was seeing it as this unfixable thing. I was seeing it as this, this thing that I couldn't undo and I was doomed and this and that. And, you know, when you have when you have bipolar disorder and things feel out of control, it really feels like the world is out to get you. But by spending a lot of time in some of these spaces um, with different people and the gratitude rooms and in different places 
and and spaces like this and being able to really be heard and to be able to express myself and to let people know exactly what my mission is, exactly who I am, and not to be ashamed of that, but to just realize I am where I am. And these are the parts, um, these are all the parts I have to kind of cobble together something that works, a working vehicle for me. And uh, I can't I can't sit around looking at other people's vehicle or, or other people's life and where it's taking them and how fast and making comparisons because I have the pieces I have and I can only manipulate those the, the parts that are within my my life. And so as far as my mental illness, the big thing that I, I learned to uh, see is it's not a mental illness. It's actually a superpower. I have superpowers. I can be incredibly, if, if, if I take the energy that I have in my mind in that engine that's always going, and instead of aiming it in on myself and condemning myself and, and uh, burning myself out and worrying about things I can't change, if I then focus that on where I can make changes, where I can actually put the rubber to the road, where I can actually make progress, that energy is powerful. Um, and that rest is powerful. You know, it, when I, when I have to rest, when I crash, so, so to call it, um, I, I, I probably rest harder than other people. And I'll tell you, I don't suffer for lack of sleep. I'm a good sleeper. Uh, I take, I, I sleep hard when I'm asleep. I don't sleep a lot, but I sleep hard and I have, and I have energy when I wake up and, and, and I, I, I watch what I put into my body. I watch what I eat. I, I, I try to make sure I get the right amount of exercise without like tearing myself up or overdoing it. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing act of, of knowing when to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes. And for me, and for a lot of people, we spend our lives with our feet pushing the brakes and the gas down all the way and wondering why we're not going anywhere and what, and what, where all those crazy noises are coming from. And, uh, and that's, that's something I've realized. Another thing is the thing about comparison. Realize this, your story is your story. You are writing your book. You are writing your story. You're not copying someone else's and no one's asking you to copy someone else's and no one's going to give you credit if you copy someone else's. So if you do exactly what someone else did and writing of your story, you're not going to get any credit for it anyway. And it's your story to tell. No one needs to look over your shoulder and drop notes for you. No one needs to tell you what characters are important in your story. No one no one else but you gets to write your story. Your story is sacred and it's a gift from God. The fact that that story, you have agency over what happens in it is absolutely amazing. And be thankful for that. Don't lose hope in that, that you get to tell uh, your story. Don't don't overthink it to the point where you're like, well, how do I make it more like this other person's story? Because that's not the point of the exercise. And if you're looking at someone else's book in order to write your own, you're missing the amazing personhood, the amazing uniqueness, the the fingerprint quality of that there's only one you. I am incredibly thankful. I, I, I also practice gratitude all the time. I, I, I go in gratitude rooms and I share my gratitude. I don't just share 
oh, I like this, this, and this. I go deep. I go deep. I am grateful that I have a mind that is capable of change. I am grateful that I'm willing to be wrong so I can be happy. I am grateful that instead of paranoia uh, with my bipolar brain, that I've taken that element out of my brain and uh, replaced it with pronoia. The 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 concept that the world the universe is is conspiring for my good. I, you take all these components, you take all of these things, you eliminate toxic people from your life, and not not because they have that much power over you, but because you allow them to have that much power over you, and because you. You can only you can only replicate what you put in front of you. Paul said earlier about about uh, what we say, the things we say, and if you it, it, instead of saying, "I don't want to be ugly," "I don't want to be ugly," "not ugly," "not ugly," I say beautiful. Instead of "don't want to be weak," "don't want to be weak," I say powerful. Your subconscious can't tell the difference. You put don't in front of it, your subconscious does not hear that. It just hears ugly, weak, useless. I'm useful. I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. I'm an angel walking on this earth. I want. And also, when you do for others, do it for yourself. When you do for others, do it to fulfill yourself. It's actually selfless to be selfish. When I do for others, I get something out of it. When I solve a problem for somebody, I feel good about it. When I make somebody smile, I feel good about that. That gives me something in return for my efforts. And I don't throw my energy down a well somewhere where I'll never see it return. Guard your energy. Be careful about who you spend time with. Ask yourself, the people that surround you, do they truly uh, reflect the integrity that you carry in your heart? Do they truly encourage you into the spirituality, into the emotional maturity, into all the things that you want for yourself that you know that that you know you want to be capable of? Because that's your story, and that's how you tell your story. I love but it. Folks, yes. Yeah. No. No. I, I love it. It's a masterclass, Jess. Thank you, Jess. I I want to ask you something. Um, are you uh, are you moderating your own rooms? I am. I am working on that. Uh, I have about three hours of podcast material so far, and my starting rooms for dissolving into gratitude would be um, a, a Q and A and going deeper and more granular on the concepts I'm working on. Okay, I love it. I got to tell you this: uh, what a what a transformation uh, that you've gone through because you're absolutely right. When you first started to join these rooms and, and uh, the gratitude rooms, this room or whatever, there wasn't that confidence that I'm hearing in your voice. And what a great transition that has been. I think that as moderators, we should unmute and say, come on with it. <laughs> I think this is a come on with it moment. What do you guys think? All right. <laughs> come on with it. 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 We like to celebrate uh, the victories that people, the personal victories that people have in their lives. And I can hear it in your voice, Jess. I, I so appreciate your share. 
one of the things that you talked about, and I'm going to turn it over to my moderators after I'm done, is you talked about our story. You said your story is your story. How true and profound that is. A lot of people don't realize that they have the pen in their hands, that they are the authors of their own book, and that we get to write the next chapter in our book. A lot of people leave chapters up to chance. I don't believe in that. I believe that as an author, that we need to be proactive and we need to write our own stories. You're absolutely right. Because on the same note as being the author of your own story, your story is yours. Everybody has a unique, beautiful story. When you take a look at it, there's so many things that you could share with the world. Uh, we are our own directors. If we were to take a look at our lives as a movie, we can be the director sitting in the director's seat saying, okay, so uh, Jess, you're the hero of the story. So what are you gonna do next? I see you doing this, I see you doing that. And then you direct the person that you are to be the hero of your story. Because if we step out of our own lives and take a look at our lives as though we were watching a movie, we can see where we're perhaps not being our full actor self, if I could use that as an example. Stepping out and taking a look at your life as someone who's just watching for a moment. Okay, let's see what Paul's doing. Oh, wait a minute. If he were that hero, wouldn't he be doing this? And then you get to step into the role and do that. So I love the share. Any one of my moderators want to join uh, the conversation? Add it. Yes, Dr. Allison, please. You know, Jess, I really want to thank you for sharing about um, the bipolar disorder um, diagnosis because so many people, I'm working with a young man yesterday, uh, I had to diagnose him and the family was taking it as this horrible news and I was framing it the way you reframed your diagnosis is that you have to look for the strength and the power in that. It's, it's not, you know, these diagnoses are especially mental health diagnoses, we take them on as if they are us. We say, I am depressed. I am anxious. We don't say, I am prostate cancer. I am ovarian cancer. I am uh, fibromyalgia. We say, I have it. So, but what's funny is we take on this mantle of a mental illness diagnosis when it is just a, a facet of who we are and we can use our abilities to to work with what we have. Um, and so I really wanna applaud you for that because the reframing of, uh, you know, this is it's a brain condition. This is something that's a neurological uh, functioning in our brain. And so every brain is different, um, although there are similarities. And one of the things that I really love about the brain, um, and you've done this without maybe knowing about it, is that when you, project your thoughts into a visualization, what that does is it creates this almost a chasing effect in the brain. And that actually signals a neuromodulator called dopamine to release it. And then you want to work towards it more. And so as you work towards it, then you want to continue to pursue that goal. And then, so then you get all these other wonderful hormones like, uh, you know, norepinephrine um, following that and which makes you more motivated and more, a, a better chance to work towards your goals. So I just really want to thank you for that share, Jess. And it's just so wonderful to hear you week after week sharing. I know you haven't been in, uh, I don't know if you were here last week, but you know, just seeing how your 
um, reframing things and moving towards, you know, where you want to go. And as Paul said, hearing the change in how you speak and the, the timbre of your voice is just wonderful. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to go over to Michelle and after Michelle, Jacqueline and Robert. So over to Michelle first. If Michelle is there and Michelle is not, we'll come back to her. So we'll go over to Jacqueline. Oh, there she is. Hi. Yeah. Oh, Jess, I'm so glad that you followed the ping because I just wanted to number one, say I hear such conviction of your heart and a freedom that I didn't hear when you first came into the room. And, but what is your courage and your commitment to yourself and your commitment to like getting it done and to really being in self-discovery. And, you know, to me, it's just such a beautiful um, example of someone transforming and um, just so incredible how powerfully you've really gotten all of those um, contexts for yourself to live within them. And I too am super glad as Dr. Allison said that you, you know, shared about um, your bipolar disorder. My brother also has it. And for him, it's been, you know, a really long struggle and um, it's taken him doing the same thing, kind of letting go of being his story and instead owning his story. And, and that's what I hear with you. And, you know, it's so empowering. You are so empowering. Um, and I'm really inspired and touched and moved by the way in which you are sharing because you're really, really caring. Um, so I just wanted to mention that to you and say I'm so glad you're here. And thank you so much for sharing your journey. Back to you, Paul. Thank you, Michelle. I'm going to turn it right over to Jacqueline and then over to Robert. Thanks so much, Paul. Um, Jess, I have a question for you. You good at that? Yeah. What do you got for me? Oops, she's on the phone. Oh, there she is. I'm back. Sorry. The call. I was just getting a call in. Um, how does it feel? How does the how does standing in your truth now feel to you? It feels amazing. I don't waste my energy on things that don't serve me and I don't take things personally anymore. And that feels like freedom. You know what? That's the most important part I really wanted you to share today. You know, and just, you know, this, first of all, I'm just, I'm celebrating you so much today. You know, we've been doing this room for like Paul said and, uh, and King earlier, you know, over a year now. And I think that's the one part that, I wanted everyone to hear from you is I heard you, you know, we talk about authenticity and standing in your truth. And I know from you being here, how hard you've practiced this. And it was something that I was listening to this week that reminded me of you today. And it's the repetitiveness that we need to stand in those words, stand in who we truly are over and over again, say the words over and over again, and know it from our heart. And that's what I heard in you today. And I heard the peace and I heard the love and I heard the happiness. And that was the most exciting part for me. And what I want everybody in this room to understand is that's the beautiful benefit 
of all that you're practicing. It's the beautiful benefit of all we talk about here is a peaceful mind, a peaceful life, more happiness, more joy, more love in our life. And we stop that struggle that we have with ourselves. So Jess, I wanted to celebrate that and what you've brought to the room today so that people can see that there's hope and there is happiness and joy on the other side of the ongoing struggle that we have with ourselves sometimes. So thank you so much for bringing that to our room and the space today. And I'm just celebrating you. Back to you, Paul. Thank you. Right over to Rebecca. there. Thank you, Paul. I think I will defer uh, what I was going to say because it, it would take us slightly down a different road and I just don't want to take away from this moment. So uh, I'll, uh, uh, I'll share the story I was going to share, but I'll share it in a different context. You bet. Okay, okay thank you so much. Jess, uh, what a wonderful conversation, and uh, to hear that you have gone uh, and, and transformed. And it, it comes down really to what is it that we want, because it's not enough to hear something and not do anything. I mean, we can come into rooms and we can hear all this wonderful stuff. It's like going to a gym and seeing all the equipment, but not using the equipment. And if you don't use the equipment, you're not going to get that physique or that strength or whatever it is that you're looking to get if you don't use it. I think uh, many of us have loved the uh, the movies with Keanu Reeves. Um, and uh, in one of the movies, uh, Morpheus uh, says to Nero, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. And it's very, very true. Uh, if you are exposed to something that can help but you don't use it, it's never going to go into anything. Jess, I would really encourage you to start your own rooms. You have a story. You said it before. Your story is your story. You've got one to share. Your story is a, a story of triumph. And I, I believe that you would get a great following, but it's not really about the following. It's about the hearts that you'll touch by sharing your story. And I really encourage you to start your own room, my friend. So thank you very much for coming up. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add? Oh yeah, I, I do have a clubhouse called Dissolving into Gratitude, which is which is right there on my circle. I actually designed that circle myself, just that way people could see it and see what I have going on without me even having to bring it up. And um, and yeah, I I've been recording a lot of podcasts, and and uh, I'll be I'll be doing rooms very soon. Uh, I've I've done a couple pop ups, but I'm going to start doing a consistent room and and really uh honor myself and and by doing that even if no one shows up i'm still speaking that positive energy into the universe and i'll leave the replays on for anyone uh who who needs to hear my story i'm so thankful to all of you and everything you do and and um and for being some of the first people to make me feel truly heard and 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 to inspire me to be unashamed and, and to step out um, from behind the shadow I put uh, put over myself and, and and allow me to really shine as authentically as who I really am. I'm incredibly thankful. And if I can do it, anyone can. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. What a wonderful, wonderful share. Just going to tuck you back into the audience. Make sure that you come back up if you would like to. And we hope that you join us again. What a powerful story. And listening to that, you can all see that when you choose, and I love the word choice, when you choose to work on yourself, it can be done. Don't label yourself negatively. Label yourself positively. 
I am statements as opposed I'd like to be, I am. So thank you for that. What a beautiful story. And um, I just love that kind of thing. Keisha, I'm gonna go over to you. Uh, we lost you on the first round, but you're back, I see. And you're flashing your mic, so you're there. Over to you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank everyone for um, inviting me to this wonderful room. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I just want to refresh into to Jess to, for opening up about bipolar disorder. This is something that I struggle with and I often self-sabotage as a result of this. So this room is actually perfect for me. I'm an up and coming speaker, motivational speaker, brand new, fresh off the boat. Um, um, somebody invited me to Clubhouse and I'm very thankful because this is a wonderful community to join and learn. I struggled a lot in uh, my early years, but I never recognized what it was until I was later into my adulthood that I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I walk proud with my disability because just because I have a disability does not mean that I'm disabled. I'm capable and I'm able of doing things, maybe not the way that ordinary people do, but in my own way. Um, today, I want to say thank you to everyone who joined this group and who showed up and who played out. And I hope to see everyone here next Saturday at noon. Thank you so much uh, for that vulnerable share. And we wish you every success as a speaker. When you have a story and you know how to share your story with others so that it resonates with them and it touches a place in their heart, you'll be very successful. Everybody Thank has you. a story. Thank you so much. Thank you, Keisha. Really appreciate you being here. All right. So, Michelle, are you available to do a quick room reset? Oh, always. So I just want to welcome everyone. We want to welcome everyone to this incredible community that Paul Nadeau and King started. This, you're in the Take Control of Your Life Club. And if you haven't followed it before, please do us a favor. Right above King's head, between King and Robert, there's a little greenhouse. If you wouldn't mind clicking on that and joining it for yourself. And then you know what? Even do us one better and invite your clubhouse friends to join as well because uh, the more the merrier and it's so much more fun when the people that you love are in here as well because you guys can be difference makers just as you've uh, just seen with our speakers uh, like Jess. You know, there is such incredible room for growth and for feeling loved, centered, heard, seen, cared about, and for being able to like, make a difference for other people on the platform. So we'd love you to be a part of our community. And we thank everyone who's in the audience, those who are followed by the speakers and those who are not followed yet by the speakers, but by the end of today, that may change. Um, so, you know, we do reach out down below into the audience. Um, some of us will reach out by chat. We reach out in the chat forum to the left. So definitely um, talk to us there because we're looking at the comments that are there and we'll engage there as well. Uh, we wanna just tell you that we're here every Saturday been so for gosh quite some time now Paul what is it like a year and four months or something like that yeah um, and and it's just been a room of uh, such incredible closeness and also these are great people the speakers that are on the stage that now are in the um, 
little section down below and the ones that are currently about to speak are great people to follow. Typically, if you're in this room, they probably have something that's in common with you. So it's really optimum to reach out to the people that are around you in the audience in the listening lounge and get to know each other. The same with the speakers on stage. Please follow everyone that's on stage, the moderators and the speakers. And let's like really make this room rock. Bring up your strategies for, you know, let's like keeping away from self-sabotage. Or if you have a self-sabotage story or challenge, hop up on the stage and share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, Paul, I'm going to pass them on mic back. Just one last thing. If you're going to mention something that might be a trigger for someone else, that means you know, maybe you're going to talk about a topic that is very difficult for many people. Please do us a favor ahead of time and say, hey, I have a subject. I'd consider it a trigger. It's a difficult topic. Those could be things like, you know, abuse or um, uh, substance abuse or someone who's uh, been abused in one way or another, uh, anything like that. Please, please let everyone know ahead of time. So those of us who aren't in a space to really heal, hear that because it won't help us heal, we can leave the room and go stretch for five minutes and then come back in. And then you're free to share your story accountably and with freedom so you can impact the room and the, the uh, mods and speakers on the stage can engage with you. So with that, Mod Mike, back to you, Paul. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you very much for adding the, uh, the fact that if there is a trigger uh, that uh, may trigger something in other people, just to give that warning, I appreciate that. Now, Jess, who was up earlier, um, has a room that he, that he created. And for those of you who may be thinking about creating a clubhouse room, it really is not very difficult to do. And your story could help so many people. Uh, I particularly like the rooms in which people support one another and they treat each other with dignity and respect. So what does it take? I'm going to give just a, a, a minute here um, to encourage you, if you're thinking about starting a room, what is it that you need? Number one, you need confidence. We're talking about that, building confidence. Confidence is something that can be, it can be developed. So you need confidence. You also need connections. And for me, I made connections by starting a room. I had King to start with, and then Michelle joined us, and, and Robert joined us, and Dr. Allison, and, and a number of other wonderful moderators just joined because they found a place uh, that they could resonate and share and be open with. So have that confidence, have that connection, collaborate with people. If there's somebody who jumps in your room, and they speak your language and they can add value to it, reach out to them in a private message and just say, hey, I love what you say. I, I love how you support people. Would you, would, you, uh, would you mind or would you be open to joining us and being a moderator? Pick your moderators carefully and just get them to join your room if they're into it. Uh, so build that a clubhouse calendar in which you, you join other people's rooms to listen to what they have to say. And again, as King said a little bit earlier, you can reach them on Instagram and say, I really enjoyed what you said, and I'd like to be part of what you're doing, or I'd like you to be part of what I'm doing. Be consistent with it. So have quality content and change it up once in a while. Now, we don't change this room up because it encompass, uh, well, I can't even say the word. It just has so many different aspects to it. And so we don't have to change it up. It's a room in which so many different topics are brought up. But make it about your audience as well. What is it about your, your audience that needs to come out? And 
have them encourage your audience to come up and to share their stories, to share their triumphs and to share their struggles. If that's the kind of room that you're opening, provide time for questions and answers. If that's the kind of room that you have and collaborate, have a good bio. If you don't have a good bio, uh, I believe it was King that said this uh, when he opened the room uh, earlier. Uh, if you don't have a bio, we don't know who you are. And a good bio says so much about you. And it should, because when people are checking you out in the room to see who you are, they'd like to know a little bit about you. Who is this person who's a moderator or who is a speaker? So have a great bio with you. And uh, yeah, put in the time. If you have a room, make sure that you're consistent with it. If you can't make it for whatever reason, have a moderator that can take over for you so that the room keeps going. And um, don't speak for too long. I know I do, but I'm running the room. But I think um, the moderators can speak. And the uh, other people who join must be respectful of everybody's time. So respect the mods, respect everybody in the room, and that's how you get a room going. So thank you very much for listening. And I am going to turn it right over to Murray. Who, Murray, are you there? Flash your mic if you are. Yes. Wonderful she, to see you. It's wonderful to see me too. <laughs> because I want to, I, first off, Jess, thank you. I'm following you and I have been. And uh, hopefully I will find out where your room is because so many things that you spoke about today. And I do, my, I do a gratitude journal seven days a week. Okay. But so many things that you spoke about resonated with me. And I won't go into them because I only have a short amount of time. But uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Jacqueline, you know I love you. My darling ZZ, you're here. I'm happy you made it, ZZ. Okay. What I would like to do if I have permission. Last week, I was in, shall we say, um, a vulnerable, painful state. You all came to me and engulfed me with your love. But Dr. Allison did something very, very special. And if I have her permission, I would like to read what she sent me via uh, email. I don't know how she sent it because I, I printed it out. So I think maybe I sent her my email. I don't know. And Dr. Allison, I want you to know that every morning, every night, I don't give a damn how tired I am, I have read it. And the situation I was going through last week, <laughs> I don't know, it's not my job to know how, it's just my job to accept. A cloud was lifted. The situation that I was having was resolved. May I have your permission? And I, I, will, I will read it fast. I won't read it like an actor. <laughs> I'll read it fast. May I have your permission to read, to share with everybody what you wrote to me that I read every friggin' morning and every friggin' night. May I have your permission, Dr. Allison? I have no idea what I wrote, so I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping it helped. And... Okay, thank you. That's your permission? I accept yes, it. Absolutely. I'm, going to, I'm going to read this to everybody. And I will read it fast because I only have so much time. It's not long. Okay. And this is what I think I feel. It's this that changed my thinking and lifted the cloud. And now, oh my God, I am so happy with the results. Okay, here we go. I am able. I am confident. I'm abundant. I am blessed. I have magic all around me. 
Happiness is a choice I make, a decision to be happy today. I have good health. I have money coming to me constantly. Everything is working for, for the good, for me. I'm making new joys of life to bless me abundantly. Everything comes to me easily and effortlessly in my life. That's what she sent to me. And that's what I'm reading every day because I think Jess said it the, with the subconscious mind. Whatever you pour into it, it goes, okay, okay, right? And it, the universe then will bring you back, will bring to you what you poured, what you poured into that subconscious mind. Yes. And since this, since that happened and last week, I'm, I am, I've, I've totally evolved. I'm here. This is my number one favorite room. I know I've heard a few, I've heard a few feel it, people's feelings by saying this, but it is my number one favorite room. And that's just my opinion. And I have, I'm French and Italian. I have a big mouth. So I say what I feel and I am thrilled to be here and thank you everybody. And I am gratefully complete. Ah, uh, Marie, we're grateful to have you here. And Dr. Allison, how beautiful. See, there's an example of how we can touch people's lives, even when we're not in the room. Dr. Allison's uh, actions of reaching out to Marie and sharing that has made a significant difference in Marie's life. And, you know, I, I'm reminded when I was about 21 or 22, I'd bought my first house. Yeah, way back when we could actually buy houses. Uh, now we can only dream of buying houses pretty much. But I, I came across a small plaque in, in this store and it said, a kindly word so often helps a sad heart on its way. Although we do not always see the good it does that day. That mm. stuck with me. Yep, that stuck with me. We never know the words that we use or the, the actions that we take, how it will impact on our life. Marae, that was a beautiful share. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing great, and I thank you. Well, we thank you for joining us, and uh, you don't have a big mouth. I love the fact that you are confident and strong in sharing your opinion with others and how you feel. That's part of what this whole thing about beating self-sabotage is, is speaking your voice. You, you deserve to speak your voice, and we really appreciate every time that you come in, Marae. It's a beautiful thing. You talked about the power of affirmations. We've, uh, we've heard gratitude. Uh, Jess brought up the word gratitude. Why not start our days off intentionally with gratitude? When you wake up, how many of us actually take a few moments to just plan our day and to set our day off in the right way? Number one, take a few moments to be grateful. What do you have to be grateful for? Wow, we have so much to be grateful for. Many of us focus on the things that we don't have or the things that we would like to have. But how about just taking a few moments to focus on what you do have? You woke up. <laughs> You're not under the ground. You woke up. You got one more day, one more beautiful opportunity to make your world as best as you possibly can. You have a roof over your head. You have food to eat. You have people who love you. You may have your health. And if you don't, you have something else. Find what it is that you are grateful for. Set your day off intentionally. The other thing is what Marae just spoke about and what Dr. Allison shared with her are these wonderful affirmations that we say with conviction. 
And, you know, I, I am going to have a beautiful day. I am. I'm happy. I'm nothing is going to get in my way. And then take a look at yourself in the mirror and use yourself as a third person. For example, Paul, you're amazing. You're going to do great. Paul, don't worry about anything. Nothing's going to get in your way today. So use your own name. Jacqueline, Zizi, Atik, Dr. Allison, Murray, Robert, King, everyone here, Tay Z, whoever, use your name and say to yourself how wonderful your day is going to be and then believe it because that's what makes a big difference. Murray, thank you so much for coming into the room. I'm going to go to Atik next, but uh, please come back and what a wonderful share. So I'm just going to move you into the audience. And Atik, if you are uh, ready, can you flash your mic? Yes, sir. Over to you. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for that. What an amazing room. And I haven't been on Clubhouse for a while. So this has been a great reminder. And I think I, I kind of needed this today. So thank you to everybody who's contributed. Uh, my journey started in on Clubhouse uh, about a year and a half ago, which kind of made me start to um, connect some of the dots uh, and some of the, the, the points that I was trying to work out why I am the way I am and why I'm doing what I do. And it all started with me realizing my mother was a narcissist. Uh, but but quickly that turned into the fact that I'm, I myself um, have a lot of traits that that are built up with, with, with my narcissistic sort of upbringing from my mother. And I was so infatuated with trying to work out my mother. And when she passed away, it was even more on this search of why and when and where. But I, I, I started to realize that I have to let go and start looking at myself. And when I started realizing my, my own traits and my own issues, um, and where this sabotage comes from, um, I really started to focus more on myself than trying to work out the past and work out how my mother um, affected me and, and so much in my life. And the more I did that, and the more I realized I was a narcissist myself, I remember being on these web, on, on these rooms in Clubhouse you know, where people talking about narcissism. And I think sort of the last six months, narcissism was sort of top of everybody's sort of agenda. And there's so many rooms about narcissism, um, for, I think during, uh, Trump's last year, um, it was it was almost like um, it was it was uh, the topic uh, of the year kind of thing in 2021 and maybe during uh, COVID as well. So it really picked up a lot of interesting points. But then I, the more I started realizing that I myself have this these these issues, the more I started doing a deeper dive into why, when, and where. And then a lot of that sabotage came from this guilt and and sort of that critical parent. Um, that was living in my mind and not being able to let go. I still haven't quite worked it all out, but um, as Jess and everybody has been saying, you know, you just have to keep going, keep focusing on the positive. And uh, this room has been great to add to that. You know, it's really helped me to sort of remind myself why I came onto Clubhouse and, and I, I've got so much more to learn, so much more to contribute and so much more to share. And definitely I'll, I'll be doing that and I'll, I'm glad I've come back actually. So thank you guys, and uh, I will share more um, in, in other rooms and what have you. Wow, thank you so much for joining us and for being vulnerable and sharing that. Do any one of my moderators want to add something to the conversation? Atik, I, I am so, I'm impressed. Uh, you, you came down to that awareness, and not only did you become aware, you actually put some coveralls on and you, you put the gloves to do the work. And again, that comes down to what I was talking about a little bit earlier. It's not enough to, to know what to do. What we must do is put it into action, and you're doing that. Any one of my moderators want to add anything? Yes, uh, Jacqueline. 
I just wanted to thank you, Antique, for coming back. You know, I'm hearing this again and again. We know a lot of people have left Clubhouse, but I love that you have come back and you're so easily and willing to come up and, and be part of this conversation today. You know, we've missed a lot of the voices that um, have been on Clubhouse, and it's really lovely to see people back. So I just wanted to thank you for, for coming back, and great to see you, and I hope you'll join us again. Thank you, Jacqueline and Michelle. I just wanted to ditto what Jacqueline said because that was what I was going to say to you. I was really happy because I think I ping you in sometimes and then, you know, I don't see you. And I just always felt that your voice, your specific story was so important to so many people, even just to have the courage to, to say, you know, look, here's where I'm at. Like, this was what happened to me in my life, the types of people that were around me and you know, for most of us, we're blind to how those people impact us. We see some things, but not always to protect ourselves. It's subconscious. I think Dr. Allison can probably speak more to that than I can. Um, but I just know that you're a very powerful speaker and um, your authenticity. I always um, really credited you with such power to make a difference for other people who also come from homes with narcissistic parents are, uh, you know, people who have a lot of toxicity and what that, what that um, experience can create for ourselves and then digging ourselves out of it. So I hope you'll stay back on Clubhouse and, you know, come back next week and come in to some of the other rooms we've got going now. There's some really great spaces. So thank you so much. Thank you. And yes, you know, you reminded me of something when you spoke. Uh, some of the greatest transformations that we experience come from our greatest devastations and things that have happened to us in the past. Michelle spoke of it. Things happen to us, but we also have to take a look at it to see whether or not they not only happened to us, but they happened for us. Because some of the things that happen to us also create the person that we are. We glean something from it and we become that, hey, I'm a stronger person for having gone through it. It's terrible to say, but bad things happen to good people. It's how we respond to what happens and what we do with it that really matters. And things are going to happen. It's going to be tough. And we just have to remind ourselves that, wait a minute, let me take a look at this. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because it may be harmful, but I'm going to take a look at the things that have that have happened for me through this experience. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into my Rocky um, little voice here uh, when it says that when Rocky says to his son, who feels that uh, his his son feels that he's living in the shadow of his father, and Rocky says, "The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you down to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it." You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you're hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing the finger saying, you ain't where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. I love that speech. It's one of the go-to speeches I've memorized. And it says so much about life. It's going to hit us. It's going to hit us hard. And we may feel that we're on our knees. But the beautiful thing about being on our knees is that we can pray and we can stand up. And Robert, I'm going to turn it over to you.
Yeah, I just love what you just said, Paul. And, and I want to just pick up on that because it opens up uh, something else. Um, what you said about, uh, you know, it's so easy to blame our failures, our shortcomings, our weaknesses um, on others, uh, on circumstance. And, you know, it's true that not everyone was born in the same conditions, in the same circumstances. But if we look around our world today, we look, we look at even our own communities, uh, regardless of what circumstances you were born into. And like Paul, you've shared before a little bit about the, uh, where, where, where you and I came from and uh, the home we grew up in, a very abusive home. Mind you, we had, uh, you know, we had a roof over our heads. We had three square meals. But, you know, we could have so easily, just because of the amount of abuse that, that, that we suffered, we could have so easily ended up in a very, very different place. Um, but I think what, what separates those of us who actually end up overcoming uh, our circumstance, overcoming the circumstances around us, is that we take accountability for our actions. We take accountability for our decisions. And I think that's important. Uh, I'm glad you touched on that. I think if more of us realized, stop blaming others and started just saying, okay, what am I going to do now? That Rocky speech is a good inspiration for that. So I'm, I, I always uh, smile every time you, uh, you quote from that. So I just wanted to add that, Paul. I really appreciated that. Thank you, bro. That was powerful. And I really appreciate you uh, mentioning that too. It's, it's really, our circumstances don't define us. I, I've said this before, and Robert, thank you for saying that as well. We are not defined by what happens to us. We're defined by what we choose to respond with. We are not, or we should not be first reactors. If Glenn Morshower was in this room right now, he would be talking about first responders. It is really powerful when we choose to take a moment to respond to the things that happen and not react to the things that happen. Many times we just, we react. Somebody says something to us and then boom, we immediately go into the defensive mode, the argumentative mode or whatever, our feelings are hurt and we, we end up crumbling under the pressures of what happened to us or what we just experienced, as opposed to just taking a few moments to say, okay, what just happened here? You know, like, uh, okay, all right, where's this person coming from? It's, I, I posted something recently on TikTok. It was really about, can really, can people's words, can they really hurt you? And I suppose they can, because we attach meaning to everything that happens in our lives. We're meaning making machines. So when something happens, we're, we're very quick as human beings to attach a meaning to it. And it may not always be the right meaning. We might not see the big picture. We're reacting as opposed to responding. Viktor Frankl, he once said in his beautiful book, Man's Search for Meaning, he said, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Just think about that for a moment. We don't have to react to life. We can respond to life. Robert, thank you very much for that wonderful share. I really appreciate that. Atik, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, King, did you want to say something? I saw you on Flash. Um, I was just applauding what you're saying, but just quickly, I, in, in terms of what you're saying about just allowing sort of th other factors to define us, I mean, it happens, it's something that we're almost conditioned to do, I almost feel, since you know, since we were kids, and because I've, I've seen it a lot, I'm be hanging around with my niece and nephew a lot, and I just see, just as children, we're, you know, oftentimes, 
people are told things that are not necessarily true, but we believe them because it's coming from adults, it's coming from other people. And so we start allowing other people to define what we're good at, what we like, what we don't like. And and it, it almost becomes a pattern as we go through life sometimes too, you know, because, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of stuff that we might enjoy that we might be good at, but we've come to think that, oh no, it's not something that's good. It's not something that we, we should enjoy because we've allowed someone else to tell us that because I've seen it so often in kids where they are skilled in amazing ways, but somewhere along the line, somebody told them that they weren't good at something. And so they just accepted it and they limited themselves. And it, it just, it, it's just one of those things that I didn't, you know, sometimes we forget how early this conditioning happens almost, if, if for lack of a better word. So just kind of keep in mind that don't let someone else's opinions tell you what you like, tell you what you want to do. You, you know, start really examining it. Sometimes it is, you know, pe some people, you know, like they are trying to help and what they're saying is is helpful and is positive because sometimes we, we don't, we're not very good, you know, judge of our own actions because it's often hard if you're emotionally involved to know whether or not something, you know, whether or not you're judging something, um, uh, at, at, where, whether or not you're analyzing something properly. However, put that analysis in yourself, you know, and, and also consider the the source of the opinions. If it is someone that just says, you know, it's, it's just negative all the time, ignore them. It, it doesn't matter. What they're saying isn't beneficial. It doesn't help you. They're not looking to help you. Actually, that, that, exactly. That's that's the other thing I realized, too. When someone says something to you, think about, think about the fact, too, whether or not that what they said was designed to make you feel good about yourself. And if it wasn't, maybe it's not necessarily advice that you should take so seriously. So anyways, I've taken up enough time. I'll hand it back over to you, Paul. And thanks for listening to me ramble. Ah, you never take up time, my friend. That was very valuable. I love what you said. It uh, inspired me to say the following is that, yes, as children, uh, when we are born into this world, life is empty and meaningless. And what I mean by that is that we are empty vessels and people around us will fill us with their content and it's like having a jar you're you're born and this jar is empty and yet some stuff gets in some really clear water gets in but some mud gets in as well and that can get cloudy over a period of time as, as king pointed out it can be the opinions of others or the anger of others we're responding uh we're, we're not fearful but loud sounds will make us afraid because we are uncertain what it is all about. We're not yet developed. So a lot of things can get poured into us. As we grow older, it's time for us to filter out that darkness that has been poured into us and really step into who we are. Do I have to listen to what these people have told me? Do I have to, and as Atik said, you know, like from a narcissistic parent or whatever do we have to be that person can we filter out that water and clean it up for ourselves you're damn right we can <laughs> can't we atik isn't that what we can do absolutely and, and to that point um i've got two sons one's 22 and the other one's 14 and the 22 year old um grew up at a time where i was not aware of uh sort of these things and uh, i was just trying to live my life and not understanding why i am the way i am and why my personality has become what it had become. My 14 year old, thank God, he, he kind of got the newer version of myself or a better version of myself. And they're so different. And when I look at them, it makes me happy, but sad at the same time that, um, you know, it was raised by the same father and the same family sort of environment, cult, you know, um, 
everything was almost the same, but one was just a different parent with a different mindset. And I just wanted to break the cycle. Um, I saw my grandmother, my mother, and then myself with these traits, and I was just so determined. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that my, my younger son is, is the total opposite of my older son, but now my older son is doing the work with me. In fact, I tried to invite him just an hour ago when, when I first came into this room and try, try to get him on, on, on the room as well, just to hear some, some of this positivity. And he's doing his own work and hopefully he will break that cycle so that, you know, as a family, this intergenerational trauma can, can just stop and hopefully we can all move to a better place. And as a last thing, I'd just like to say, Paulie, I really appreciate what you did for me. You know, I really appreciate that, Paulie. It's my, my really bad uh, Sylvester um, accent and uh, impression here, you know, so I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And and we appreciate you. It takes courage. And Atik, you're an example of that courage, that vulnerability coming up. And I, I often say in this room that a lot of people are afraid of sharing their stories, are afraid of sharing their truths, are afraid of sharing things for the uh, for the fear that people may look at them as weaker or, you know, you're this person, you're that person. Two of the greatest lessons I, I've learned over the years, um, especially when I first became a policeman, was we are more similar than we are different. And we get what we give. And so when I say we are more similar than we are different, Atik, your experiences are going to touch the lives of so many people in this room who are going to be reminded that they're not alone in going through the tough times that they're going through. And it's not until we share that. So vulnerability should not be the dark emotion that we think it to be, that regret, that pain, that loss. We should look at it as an opportunity to build bridges of relationship, of love and of understanding, because we're in this world together. And we were born not into pods like the matrix. We were not born into these little pods without any human connection. We're actually born into the, the, the arms of a mother and then hopefully a father and a family and a community of supporters to support one another. That's what builds communities and builds people is the people around them. And in such, we have to share our stories and be vulnerable with one another because we're in it together, folks. I take Thank you so much for coming up, and I hope that you join us again. I'm just going to move you over into the audience and move along, but thank you. That was such a powerful, powerful share. Love the way that you worded everything, and we applaud you on your journey and wish you the very, very best. Come back, my friend. All right, so we're going to go over to ZZ next. ZZ, flash your mic if you're there. Going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Paul. I really love coming to this room, and I love every one of the mods and the guests and i wouldn't have come but i because i was i'm a little tired today <clears throat> i um i had developed uh, this atrial fibrillation as a result of stress on my husband my late husband was uh, having problems before his death and i almost went 13 times to emergency having attacks every day so Anyway, uh, when I when I I don't let this stop me, but when I sense it, I just take it easy and not put myself under any kind of pressure or uh, unhealthy situations or negative people. Unfortunately, a couple of days ago, I there's a friend I really love and respect, <clears throat> but I know she has a lot of vulnerabilities, and I my heart goes out to her. 
but she was in a state of almost dumping on me all sorts of things, projections of, you know, being uh, guilt-tripping, uh, aggressive, passive-aggressive, all the qualities that you think you would want to tell someone. <clears throat> she did that. Unfortunately, uh, I usually just let go of those people, but I never saw her in anger before. But I found that this anger is going to be, if that's how she perceives <clears throat> my words, that means it's going to happen often now. So I decided just to let go. It was a hard decision because I love her and respect her. But that's what I do. When I find someone is going to really impact my life with negativity, it's hard. It's a very, very hard decision to let go of someone you love and just say, okay, uh, to protect myself, I have to do that. So that's what I did. And it's painful, but I did it anyway. And words do matter because sometimes it's a reflection of the other person dumping on another. And we should, I usually go inside when someone does that and say, what, what, how did I trigger that? Or why am I such a trigger? And I couldn't really figure it out. So I thought, well, this is a situation where I really need to just love them and let them go. So I guess I'm still uh, recuperating from that because it turned the atrial fibrillation into, into a real attack. <coughs> and um, I'm still suffering a bit, you know, feeling tired, my breath and my voice is not well. But at least I did it and I feel happy about it, but sad at the same time. And I forgive the person and understand her situation. But I don't think this is going to work for me. So. This is my question and my answer <laughs> to what I'm going through. Thank you for listening to me, and that's why I come to this room. Oh, Zizi, uh, we so appreciate you. Jacqueline, uh, did you want to respond first? Uh, I have something to say to Zizi, and Zizi, thank you for that. Um, I love what you just said. Uh, you know, sometimes we love them but have to let them go, and that's not always easy. Jacqueline, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thanks, Paul. And Zizi, thank you for, especially when you're not feeling at your best today, to coming and sharing that. Because I think that if we did a poll in the audience right now and, you know, asked everybody to share an emoji, I think there'd be so much understanding in this experience that you're sharing with us. And whether that's with a friend or especially with family members. And I wanted to let you know that in your story, you know, I hear my own stories at times as well. And a conversation I was having with somebody last night about, you know, what we allow in our lives and then also boundaries that we set. And I, you know, I'm a person who always talks about the opposite of boundaries to other people because I think when you put boundaries up, then you've put up walls around your heart. I always feel that when there's when there's boundaries up. And then there's this difference of allowing. And sometimes we allow people to treat us in a way that's not our full value. And I can hear that in this relationship with your friend right now, that for whatever reason, and in her suffering, um, you know, she's not valuing you for all that you're worth. And as painful as that 
feels, I think that you're completely doing the right thing. I think that, you know, she needs to really look within herself. I, I have so much respect for you that you looked at yourself first to say, which part of this is mine? But in your awareness that you can really say, this, this isn't mine. I'm not going to own this because there's nothing here that I've done for her harm. I've always been there as a friend. So now you just stand in that place of compassion, which that's who you are. You know, and, and when we stand in a place of just still compassion and love, to me, these are our greatest lessons. Because you could be angry right now. You could be really angry at your friend for not treating you well and, and for having a conversation that wasn't healthy and good for you both. But instead, it's that opportunity to stand more fully into who you are and how and the person you always show us you are. And that's love. And maybe this is just part of this experience for you is the universe is just saying, I'm I am challenging you right now to stand in that beautiful place of compassion and love, knowing that this is her journey and not yours. And I just want to celebrate you for that because I can hear it in you. And yes, it's going to be painful. Um, but thank you for sharing that because that gives us all that lesson that we all have to remember that sometimes you got to keep people a little bit far away, but not in anger and hate. And that's what our world's suffering from now, but with a place of love and compassion. So thank you, my sister. And uh, my arms are coming right around you today. Back to you, Paul. Thank you, Jacqueline. I just wanted to recognize uh, Marie in this because she she was like I always look at her as my daughter and the tables have turned in this situation she became my mentor and my advisor and actually you know giving me support but as well you know just giving me the strength to to face it's a very difficult situation when you're not feeling well and you have to stand in love so thank you, Marie. I really, I'm very grateful to her. Thank you. Thank you for all this room. Oh, thank you, ZZ. And yes, I, I applaud you for recognizing that uh, we can catch another person's vibration when it's bad as well. When we're exposed to a virus, that virus can actually affect us. And sometimes relationships are toxic and they drain us and they're not good for us. And when we have the courage to step up and say, you know, this is really dragging me down and it's making me feel very negative about our relationship, about life. It's, it's, it's affecting me. I'm catching the virus here and I have to do something in order to protect myself. And Zizi, you, you found the courage and the strength to do that. And what a message um, to everyone in this room is that if you are surrounded by a toxic person, or if toxic people are in your life, you get to choose to walk away. And I love what Zizi also said, love them and let them go. Because you deserve to take care of yourself first. You have to put that oxygen mask on yourself first. And that may mean letting go of toxic people, which Zizi has shown. Does it come easily? No, ZZ told us and she expressed to us how, how tired she is and how difficult that choice was to make. But the wonderful thing was that she made it. And with that will come strength. ZZ, what a powerful share. 
And I know that you've touched the lives of many people here who may be experiencing a toxic relationship in their life that they have to let go. Let's remember what Zizi said, love them and let them go. Thank you, Zizi. Really Thank you, Paul. I love you and I love your room. Thank you so much. The feeling is right back at you. I'm just going to tuck you back into the audience, but what a powerful message. You know, folks, for everyone who has joined us and perhaps joined us a little bit late, we've had some amazing speakers. We still have one to go to as Tay-Z, but I just want to talk a little bit about what Jess, uh, Jess, who is in the audience, shared. Jess was talking about transformation and courage and really coming into rooms like this and other rooms on affirmations and gratitude and learning from it and just absorbing what is being said. He not only listened to the message, he applied its teachings and he became the, the person who is now going to be, the, the student becomes the teacher, so to speak. And I know that that is true of our moderators here. Uh, I come into this room and I learn something that I can then teach to someone else. It's beautiful. When you first learn something that is great, don't keep it to yourself. Share with other people. It may improve their lives. So Jess brought with him today a beautiful story of transformation. And it is true of everyone who is here. We can transition and transform into the people that we want to become as long as we have vision, awareness, and courage to do it. Uh, Murray, who joins us uh, weekly, she talked about the power of affirmation. She also talked about how beautiful it is when somebody reaches out to you when they sense that you're struggling and share something with, with you. And in Murray's case, it was a number of affirmations that she is now using daily, and it's strengthening her. Murray's uh, uh, contribution to the power of affirmations is so important. When Atik came up, he talked about self-examination and he talked about really going into himself and taking a look at what it was that was dragging him down or what it was that he was doing, what he had taken from someone else and was now using in his life that wasn't really the best, but he became aware of that. He talked about the importance of breaking the circle because as my brother Robert alluded to earlier, we were surrounded with uh, a father who was very, very uh, abusive, uh, physically, mentally. It was terrible. We could have become Dexter. We could have become serial killers, but we broke that circle. When I look at my father's tortured life, he even went through, I think, worse things than we did, if you can actually imagine that. But Atik reminded us that there is work to be done, but the circle can be broken. And now Zizi, who's talking about letting toxic relationships go, what valuable lessons we've had here today. And I so appreciate each and every one of you who have come up. And I'm looking at Keisha, um, who also came up to share uh, her story and the fact that she is on that journey now, we support her as well. So to each and every one of you who have come up, this has been amazing. And Tay-Z, flash your mic if you're there, because I'm going to go to you very next. There you go. Over to you. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm home again. And man, I love that recap because it is so much of what I'm going through and what I'm working on, that self-awareness piece, becoming really conscious of my reactions 
So just before I get started, I had such a great trip. I saw friends I haven't seen in years and years and years. And it's fun how when you, it's so wonderful to see old friends because immediately you start up again right where you left off, you know. It's like you, it, it was just so lovely. I, it was interesting that in other parts, you know, I'm down in Los Angeles and in other parts of the West, they weren't really using their masks anymore. I was, and I just did my first home test and it's negative, yay. And I'll do my second home test um, tomorrow or the next day. I think it's three days apart and get a confirmation on that negative. But uh, I would wear a mask and then I stopped wearing a mask so much when I was, you know, when I was outdoors, I didn't wear masks. So I was cautious at the airport. I was triple masking it. And I heard people making comments, gosh, you put on another mask. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's fine. I say do what's comfortable to you for safeguarding yourself. And I think that goes emotionally too, you know, do what's comfortable for you and ZZ, oh, my heart goes out to you and my arms around you. I just love you so much. And um, sorry that you're suffering right now, but it is such a good thing to um, protect yourself and to keep your distance, just like that virus, you know, keep your distance when you need to. And I had uh, a situation with my ex-husband who, you know, uh, when we split up, it was, it was, um, he's a narcissist and I just took a lot of years to tiptoe out backwards and I was successful at it. But I've been reading about narcissism and as soon as contact was made, because it's convoluted. It's, I was staying at this other friend's house who also knew him and he, he just didn't understand why, uh, you know, we were estranged. We're not really estranged because I keep it that way to make it less um, complicated and to keep it from becoming complicated. But this trip, with this situation that came up, I'm gonna go through three things, so this is the first thing. With the situation that came up with him, I just simply thanked him for moving his car forward in our friend's driveway so I could get my car in the driveway. I was gonna leave it there for my friend to use. And, uh, you know, it just, it just felt like another level of stepping back and it was painful. I, you know, I was crying deeply as I was driving over the hill to Half Moon Bay where I used to go all the time, but this is in the Bay Area. But I was, I realized at the time that this was another level of separation, another layer of separation. And this is a person who was, just made me miserable, you know, because of my own inability to just step back and see what was going on and I'll own that and because of my own inability to leave because I wasn't fully formed and I'll own that but I just it was anyway it was another layer of separation when he started warming his way in I just did not respond because that's what they said to do on the narcissist you know, I got that, picked up that information and um, I'm fine with not responding and that's new. So that's number one. <laughs> Yay me. And you know, he's fine. Don't worry about him. Anyway, but the second thing was, you know, here I had this great trip that just went like clockwork 
and I saw so many people. It was a memorial service for a friend of ours up in Port Townsend. And it was just lovely to see everyone. But there were a couple of instances when I felt um, eh, ticked off. But the one that I'm going to talk about happened like three days ago. And what happened was, and I'm still new at, at responding instead of reacting and becoming conscious. Okay, so what happened was I felt dismissed by this certain person. So immediately I said to myself, you know, you don't know what's going on with her. I looked at my own actions. I was okay with my actions. I hadn't done what I saw as anything wrong, so becoming self-aware. And then I said, you don't know what's going on with her. You know, maybe she was just tired. Maybe she was blah, 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 whatever. And the anger did not dissipate. So the first step was like, I noticed me getting angry. And here I had just had this trip with all these wonderful people. And where was I focused? So Paul, that idea of focusing on. Okay. So I heard your voice coming in going, focus on was real. So I focused on all my friends that I had just seen. Yay. Okay, that was good. That was helpful. But the anger didn't go away and it lasted like an hour and a half. I had to work at it to have it dissipate and to have it go away. And uh, I think what that was, was a trigger from the past, from always being overlooked and dismissed at different times in my life by my mother, by my family, by my husband and you know it's just I think it was old anger but it was coming out and thank God I didn't react to it thank God I didn't act out and go well you know you said this I what are you doing and I didn't do any of that I didn't react but I did register and I think it was an old trigger so my question today is once I recognize something as an old trigger how to dissipate that how do you dissipate that anger once you recognize it as an old trigger? That's my question. Wow. <laughs> I love that question, <laughs> Taisy. Um, Jacqueline first and then Dr. Allison next. Taisy, first of all, I want to, you know, like, wow, beautiful story. And what a great um, story for everybody here. Because again, this is how I feel about everybody's stories today is that we're all going to be able to relate to this because this happens again and again for us all. And, you know, Taisy, first of all, I, you need to recognize that just in your awareness, and this is the big shift we've seen in you, is just in your awareness, the fact that you're recognizing all of these subtle nuances that are going on in your own life, and you've become both educated and then consciously aware of all of these things that are going on, that's how you're dissipating it is right there the fact that you recognized it you knew what it was you worked on it until you created a shift and a change that's the transformation part and so every time you do this every time you practice it and you really can see that trigger when it's coming you may feel it in your body as well might be a tightness and anger you'll find that you won't have to do it. And you said, you know, this goes back to my marriage. It goes to other friendships, other relationships. What you'll find is every time you recognize this, 
the shift gets faster and easier every time. I am a person, if I wish I had known about all my triggers, right? Yeah, I wish I had known about all my triggers and understood all of that even five years ago, um, you know, when I was raising the kids when they were really younger and everything else, I was triggered all the time and I had no idea how to kind of deal with that anger that I always felt or disappointment or whatever those negative emotions are. But what I know now is because I can recognize them every time they come up, it just gets easier and easier. And I have found that my triggers are less and less. Um, And I can see them. I can see them when they're there. I can feel them when they're there. And it's almost like every time I shine the light on them, they just go away faster. So, you know, I know Dr. Allison's going to have some great guidance because she's going to take it from a different perspective than I am. But I can only share with you what has worked really well for me and is just keep doing it and keep doing it. So it took you an hour and a half this time. That's okay. You know what? Next time I think you're going to find that that the turnover time is a lot less and then getting out ahead of it as well. So whatever the situation was that triggered you, go back and look at a few other areas or other times you've been triggered and really, again, shine that beautiful light that you've got on them so that you can start seeing the patterns, you can start seeing where it shows up for you, and then you're going to be prepared the next time it comes because this is what we know, our triggers never fully completely go away in our life, but we can just make them easier and easier every time we recognize them and we're prepared for how we're going to deal with them. And I'm hoping Dr. Allison will give some of those tools as well as, okay, so here comes the trigger. How am I going to deal with it when I'm when it's right in front of me? What are those tools that we can use to help calm our nervous system down? How we can settle and regulate our bodies first because we can't avoid that part. And then how can we use this as a beautiful lesson? Be grateful for it because now you know you're moving forward. This is something to embrace and be excited about. And that's kind of where I am is, yay, a trigger. I get to deal with something so that life's a little more peaceful. I got a little more joy. I got a lot more happiness in my life. And I always say thank you when they come. So, Tazy, I hope that helps. But thank you for, for bringing us forward. It's going to stimulate a, a great conversation. That helped a whole lot. I mean, to be encouraged that way if it comes again. Because I was thinking like doggone it now I'm gonna have to do this you know but if I look at it like okay I'm gonna get better at this and I'm gonna go forward and yes this is good so thank you for that yeah Jacqueline that was beautiful um just incredible and you can think of triggers um you know we have to I don't want to say we have to but it's important to release the um, judgment on ourselves, like I, sh- I should have worked on this earlier because triggers come up when uh, a behavior or a word resonates with us. So it has nothing to do with us in the present time. It has, it's a reaction to a behavior. And so it, it might not happen for another 20 years. It might, you know, you might be 90 years old and somebody says something and you're triggered and you were never triggered before because it brings back a memory of something that happened in your childhood or something that the subconscious has acknowledged and and stored, but has not been necessary to bring to the forefront. And so um, to the first thing is to let go of the judgment of self because they're there and the body protects itself by putting things in the subconscious. But it also is that the there's so much stimuli 
at any given time in one's experience that the prefrontal cortex filters information and says, you know, this is important and the other stuff just gets stored away to be triggered at a later time. So it, it's our function of our, the way our brain has decided to filter incoming information stimuli. The, um, the embracing of triggers is important because it's always a learning opportunity. And as Paul so beautifully said, it's in that, you know, to quote Viktor Frankl, it's in that moment between stimuli and response is where our power is. And so one of the ways, you know, of course, me, I'm a tool person. What, what can I give you to take away is um, a, a really wonderful exercise is to, after a trigger happens and you've reacted, however you have, is when you have a calm moment is to lay on the floor in Shavasana pose, which is on your back with your arms and legs extended so air can circulate through the body and go beneath the trigger. So breathing into the experience and thinking about what the trigger was, what the feeling was, and what was underneath that feeling. Was it shame, guilt, frustration, um, self-flagellation, um, embarrassment, upset, hurt, um, just whatever the emotion was and to target the emotion if it and if it feels safe to then go to where maybe that began and breathing deeply honoring your body if you feel your body tensing up it, you might want to just then move yourself into just awareness of breath but if it feels safe to go underneath into the what was the experience of where that might have come from and because it's in the past and there's nothing we can do in the past it's offering compassion to self for the experience and compassion to whoever did whatever they did because they might have been a, a hurt person, a wounded person who didn't have any other experience but that one to offer to you. And so compassion for self and then acknowledgement of whatever your reaction was and compassion for however you responded and reacted because that was the best you could do at that moment and maybe a visualization of what you would love to be able to do the next time and then gently you know imagining what that could be and then knowing that you have the power the next time to operate within those two experiences within that hour and a half um, experience or within a more optimal experience and you know it's always to bring your best self to the next experience to see if oh you know last time you know this is what i did maybe this next time i can choose to do this and offering yourself the grace if it doesn't happen then that's okay too because that's the best we can do in that moment and always to allow ourselves the awareness the acceptance of self the kindness to self and the ability to know that we can always choose but sometimes in our protection of self protection of ego protection of of our personal space we might choose to separate to walk away as easy did to say you know what not not right now 
not in this moment. It's not okay for me to, to be here to experience this. And, and to either take a time out, a short time out or a longer time out, and to honor the body because your body really knows what's right for it. Um, the more we start checking in with our bodies, the more powerful we feel our signals. And the more we honor those signals, the more we can create this optimal sense of self and this more just comfort and sense of ease in our own body. So I just love the fact that you had a great vacation, Tazy. You know, I just am one of your biggest cheerleaders. And, um, you know, I really honor the work you're doing with your ex because those relationships are so difficult to, to navigate. And, you know, honestly, we do the best we can with what we have in that moment. And there will be a time and a place for you to make other decisions. But again, honoring what's right for you right now is just the most beautiful and, um, and just delicious thing one can do for oneself. So um, I'm so happy for you. And thank you for letting me share. Oh, thank you so much. That self-acceptance piece is a huge one for me, is to really um, appreciate where I am and what I'm doing and not be so harsh and critical of myself. And I've worked on that a lot, but it still comes up. And so that's a really important note to remember. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, thank you so much. That's just, it's just, um, yeah, that's all. I've got work to do and it's okay. And I'm getting okay in the past what I would have done is just jettison the relationship and not had anything to do with the person that's not going to work <laughs> for you know five ten years and that's just not a good way to approach it at all so this is much better coming at it with um, compassion and understanding I don't understand where the person's coming from looking at myself for why I'm behaving or reacting so strongly the way I am sitting in it without reacting that was a huge step for me and i'm really appreciative that i did that so that self-appreciation piece i've got to look at more and um, all those tools you said the one of going under like lying down with your hands stretched out and your feet stretched out and going under it was that's a really um sound note I've got a, a really kind of query but I know things are changing because um, my sister died and that dynamic ha held a piece of the puzzle and aren't we curious creatures that we have these interesting puzzle pieces <laughs> anyway thank you so much Dr. Allison well thank you very much TZ and uh, yes what a, an important question to bring up how do we deal with triggers things from our past that come up unexpectedly and yes that could be in in the form of a, even a cologne or a perfume that brings back memories of something that is lodged within our memory and what is it that we we do how do we respond and again the key is to respond and not to react so thank you Tazy. that was a wonderful share really appreciate thank you. all of you guys uh, you're Great amazing. To be back. It is nice to have you back. So I'm going to tuck you back into the audience. Jacqueline, before you go, 
Uh, do you have a moment to introduce yourself? Because you joined a little bit later and we weren't able to give you the microphone to introduce yourself. Before you go, can you do that? Thanks, Paul. And you know what? I always feel it's not necessary. You can read my bio. Uh, but for those of you I haven't met, um, and thank you for seeing so many amazing friends down in the audience who have joined us again and again. Um, Nicole, I see you. John, I see you. Um, and everybody right down on the bottom, you know, Phil, thanks for joining us. And Ori, um, these rooms wouldn't be a place without you. Um, my name is Jacqueline Way. I am the founder of a charitable organization, King Graciously pin the link um, earlier in the room. It's called 365 Give. And it was a practice, a giving practice, actually, that I started with my son when he was three years old. And I had started this giving practice um, because I wanted to teach my child to be a kind, compassionate, loving human being. And in the process of giving every day, and our giving had to be so simple, a three-year-old could do it. It really became my own spiritual practice. It became my practice of compassion every day. It became my practice of gratitude and giving, um, and most of all, love. And in that practicing every day, um, I, um, everything has changed for me, honestly. And so I encourage everyone, you know, take a look at your own life and not only give out to the world, but how are you giving to yourself every day? And this is what I think this room is so much about is how do we fill ourselves with self-love? How do we look at ourselves and fill our own cup? And then how do we take that and put it out to the world? Because if we want the world to be different, we have to start doing a different practice. And what I know for sure is that when we give with no expectation of anything in return, we get to, we get to touch and affect every single person around us. And for those of you that were sharing about your family today, you know, it touches your family. And Atik, that's what's gonna happen with your son, with the changes that you're making, it is going to affect him. Even when you don't think it does, it does because you're showing up differently. You're showing up with more peace and love and kindness in your own life and he will see that and he will feel it. So thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm sorry you have to run at 11 today, um, but always I'm just so honored to stand with all of these amazing people on this stage. And thank you everyone for continuing to come back sharing your own stories because it's in our stories that we see our own reflection. So when people resonate with you here, follow them because there's something there for you in that resonating of their own voice that will help transform and help you stand into more of who you truly are. So thank you, Paul, and have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Jacqueline, and thank you for joining us week after week. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. I'm gonna turn the microphone over to my friend Nidhi, who is here. Are you there? Can you introduce yourself? Sure. Hey, Paul. Um, good uh, morning, afternoon, evening to y'all and happy weekend. My name is Nidhi Tawari. I am a, a mental health speaker and I speak to organizations and events about mental health, workplace well-being and leadership. And uh, I just really love this conversation, especially around triggers, because I think it's so relatable and so often our past becomes present for us. And so I just appreciated the candor around how do we navigate those tricky scenarios so that we can show up differently in the here and now and feel as though we have the opportunity to respond versus react. Um, so I'm looking forward to contributing. Thanks for having me, Paul. Well, thank you. Um, can you give us a couple of ideas on how we can deal with those triggers from uh, your perspective? That would be Sure, lovely. yeah, I'm happy to. Well, and and so I think that the, the biggest... Um, 
the first step that you can take in that moment after you make that connection between what the past memory is and what's happening in the here and now. I often will uh, encourage my clients to remind themselves that what's happened then isn't what's recurring right here and now because often the brain reacts in that exact same way the brain is associative and so if something feels like looks like or sounds like a past experience you're gonna subconsciously just react in that same way but in that pause and that opportunity to choose our response, I think the inner dialogue and how we're cognitively even perceiving the situation is super important to look at. So I'll say something to myself or I'll encourage my clients to say something like, okay, hold on for a second. I'm noticing that right now I'm feeling like I'm reacting this way because of my past experiences of feeling looked over. That's not what's happening right now. I'm actually safe in this moment, and it's not a replay of the exact same thing. Here are some uh, pieces of evidence that show me that it's not the same scenario from when I was 10 years old. And by having that conversation and being able to make it really clear to the brain that it isn't a repeat instance that's occurring, it may feel similar, but it's not the same. That helps to calm the nervous system down. Um, but I think before you can really get to a place where you're, you're even able to look at your response, you do have to calm your body down. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I find people make is they go straight to why am I reacting this way? And I don't get why I'm feeling this. And how am I supposed to do this differently? And, and they go straight to trying to think about it. But your, your prefrontal cortex, your thinking part of your brain is offline when you're triggered, right? Because you're in survival mode. Your brain is like, oh no, there's a threat present. I need to kind of mobilize myself or immobilize myself in this moment to stay safe. And the only way to get your brain out of that survival mode is to calm your body down because your body sends signals to your brain. So I loved what you were saying, um, uh, Dr. Allison, about really feeling into what's underneath the trigger. And uh, a simple breathing technique that people can utilize is a four, seven, eight breathing technique. This activates uh, what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, and it helps to just whew, calm everything down. So you breathe in through your nose for four seconds, you hold in the breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale through your mouth for eight seconds. And if you do this a few times when you're feeling anxious or triggered or overwhelmed in any way, you'll start to notice that your heart rate decreases. You just feel like you're getting a little bit more expansiveness in your chest. And then that thinking part of your brain comes back online and you can take that moment to kind of move through why what was happening was happening. Um, but I would say that that's a big uh, mistake that people have to kind of unlearn before you try to think it through. Remember, calm body equals calmer mind. So those are a couple of uh, pointers that I can share, and I'm happy to contribute more as the conversation uh, proceeds. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. That was amazing. I really appreciate that. We're actually at the end of the room, but we will invite you to come back next week and moderate with us as well. Uh, yeah, I love that. The, the importance of using your body, the physiology, your breathing, it's not enough to, to say positive things unless you change the physiology, your breathing or whatever. They go hand in hand to to create the right moment, the right attitude and the right vision for yourself. I love that. So what we're going to do is go to 
uh, Nitty first, and then uh, Dr. Allison and Michelle work our way up to me with a, a, just a minute or so of final thoughts on this room, and then we'll close off the room. So, Nitty, do you have anything that you would like to add uh, to um, just self-sabotage, how we can beat it, uh, just a minute or so, share? Sure, absolutely. You know, I, I would say that uh, if you are in a place where you're self-sabotaging, ask yourself, what am I fearing will be the outcome? And what am I doing to get in my own way of achieving that outcome? Because I find that often self-sabotage is rooted in fear. And if we can get down to the roots of why that fear is occurring, we can start to show up differently in the here and now. Uh, but that self-awareness is key. So thanks again, Paul. Looking forward to coming back. Awesome. Thank you so much. Dr. Allison, over to you. I'm going to invite everybody to treat themselves like a guest in their own body with a graciousness and a kindness that you would offer a guest in your home or a guest in your workplace. I would like to invite everyone to offer that kind of hospitality to yourself when things are not going well or things are going well. Would you like to sit down? Do you need a nap? Would you like to have something to eat? Just to offer ourselves kindness and graciousness. Thanks. Oh, Dr. Allison, I love that. You just reminded me of something I heard about a week ago. Um, I go to YouTube and I listen to inspirational videos all the time. And this one guy was talking about, would you, if you um, had a friend and uh, she had a crush on this guy and said, hey, I met this guy online and I really like him and I'm going to go out for a date. So you'd support your friend and say, hey, good for you. If she came back and said, hey, he just wasn't into me. If you were to turn around to that friend and say, well, that's because you're 15 pounds overweight and, uh, you know, you, you, you don't carry yourself well, you're, you're this, you're that. Would you talk to your friend that way? No. So why would you talk to yourself that way? Why would you talk to yourself in that negative kind of a tone? Dr. Allison, thank you. That was really powerful. I love it. How you talk to yourself, invite yourself for tea, date yourself, you know, just love yourself. I love that. Michelle, over to you. I just want to thank everyone for such a beautiful room today, especially you, Paul, for holding space um, and just creating week after week such an incredible conversation for people and thank you to everyone who's new to the room for hanging out i just think it's coming into rooms like this that can be such a difference so i feel you know on top of all the wonderful things that nitty shared especially the 478 which i use all the time by the way um, i use it before i speak in public i use it before i have a conversation with my ex-husband uh, you know, I use it at night sometimes just to help me center before I fall asleep. So I just want to give a little shout out for that. I think the other great thing is that we have had this app for the last, you know, year and a half. And it's such a wonderful place to meet people who uh, actually are understanding, caring, uh, want to contribute. And so I just invite people to keep coming back to this room every Saturday. And I thank you so much, Paul. Well, thank you, Michelle. It's just a joy to have you, and you've been with us for so long, and it's such a blessing to have you each and every week that you can make it, and you're just awesome. Thank you. Robert, my brother, over to you. Uh, thanks, Paul. Uh, first of all, to everyone here today, um, again, you, we have all experienced quite, um, uh, quite a room today. Uh, so many powerful shares and uh, so many wonderful contributions from uh, my fellow moderators, from, from Paul, obviously, my fellow moderators and, and others in the room. 
if I have one parting word to say is that there is so much free advice out there in the world today on YouTube, on all kinds of platforms, so much, so, so many theories and, 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 and um, uh, secrets and, and all kinds of, of things that, uh, you know, we can subject ourselves to. My parting comment today, because I approach, I think, the, the issues that we deal with in this room, I approach them slightly differently from some of my other moderators, which is why I learned so much from them, is I take a critical thinking approach to, to, to everything that, that we think about and process here. And so all, I guess my parting comment today is just be careful who you follow, check them out, check their credentials, check their, their, their history, their experience. Um, I have checked each one of my fellow moderators here and I can vouch for them. Um, but, you know, you need to do it for yourself. And, and, um, and when you're out there, you know, you're following someone, they sound really good. Well, just because something sounds really good doesn't mean it is really good. So that would be my parting comment, bro. And uh, back to you. Hey, bro, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's funny. About a week and a half or so ago, I was thinking about my first experiences here on Clubhouse where I would join a room before I started moderating my own and I would hear somebody say something one time. And I thought, oh, they're pretty good. So I would follow them or, or kind of, you know, attach myself to whatever rooms they were going to, only to realize after a little period of time, even when I was started my room and started moderating some of them, that they weren't the people that I thought that they were. So that point of really being critical about who it is that you that you attach yourself to or that you follow here, even on Clubhouse, is so important. So critical thinking and just uh, making sure that the person or people that you follow are like-minded. I think that's very important. Thank you for that share. And bro, thank you for joining us week after week. You're amazing. Really love you, bro. King, over to you. Thanks so much, Paul. And thank you so much to everyone who's joined us uh, for the room today. And obviously we can't make this a success without you. So thank you so much, especially the people that also have shared, whether you did it on stage or in the room chats, we very much appreciate your contributions. And of course, the amazing moderators definitely can't uh, do this room without you. And I learn from all of you guys so much every single week. My final thoughts are just around, just remember that if there's any limitations or that, that, that you've you know imposed on yourself that are sabotaging you just remember we don't learn our own limitations you know at birth i mean i mean we don't know our own limitations at birth it's something that we learn along the way whether you learn it from experience or whether someone else has told you what your limitations are it's something that's learned so if there is something that you're going through just kind of sit back you know sit back and evaluate and decide you know and, and you know think about it and is it something that is something factually true that you've learned via experience or from someone that you trust you know implicitly or was is it you know a truth that was implanted in your head by someone else that might not actually be true at all so just you know uh, as robert said critically think about everything um and uh, you know evaluate the people that you get your opinions from from your you know your information fund but also take that information and evaluate yourself and see whether or not it's actually something that's true and that works for you so just remember that like don't let once as we discussed earlier in the room don't let someone else define you define yourself and make sure that you know you're a, a, a part of that don't let someone else do the work for you jump in there and do the work yourself just to just if, if nothing else just to double check their information and to make sure so that's my final thought back to you paul thanks king and thanks for reminding us uh that limitations are things that 
other people may place on us or that we place on ourselves. I remember probably about oh, four years ago, I had this friend who encouraged me. She actually demanded, she paid for me to go and, and actually it was a call. I called somebody who was going to read tea leaves. And uh, <laughs> I just remember saying, okay, okay, all right, Sejal, I'll, I'll do this. And I called this guy and, and I can't remember anything that he said. He was reading these tea leaves and talking about my future or whatever. But the one thing that he said that stuck out with me, he said, you're limitless. And when I thought about that, wow, that's very true. And you just reminded me of that. We are limitless. The only limitations that we have are the ones that we place in ourselves. Nobody else can, uh, can place those limitations on us. We place them on ourselves or we can look at ourselves and say, I am limitless. I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. So thank you for that reminder. I want to part with a couple of thoughts. A lot of the discussion here, and Jess, you talked about the transformation, the courage, and Murray, the power of affirmation and fatigue, self-examination, the circle can be broken. Keisha, your journey, I loved it. You're, that you're on this journey, we're all behind you. And Zizi, uh, who says, let it go, just let it go. Tay-Z, who talked about triggers. I'm reminded of what Viktor Frankl said. He said that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given circumstances, to choose one's own way. Viktor Frankl added so much value to this world. He had gone through a concentration camp, a Nazi camp. He could have been killed at any time. He wrote this beautiful book once he was released. And he said, we, um, he also said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And when we think about that, there are certain things that are not within our control, certain things that are within our control. Are we focusing on the things that we can't control? Or are we focusing on the things that we can? If you're focusing on the things that you can't control, it's time to change that. It's time to take a look at and say, that will be, I cannot control this. For example, the virus that happened, we all got our plans changed. Many came down with the illness certain things that we can't control, what we could control, what was within our control was not worrying about it, but taking action by washing our hands or wearing masks, as, as Tay-Z said. We took control of what we could control. That is so very important. So are you focusing on those things that you can't control or those things that you can? The other thing I want to talk about is something that came up in this room is when we look at the past and focus too much on the past, we revisit the past, the things that we regret, the things that we went through. Are you living in the past? If that is what you're carrying into your moment, then you're doing yourself a disservice. The past is the past. Things happened to us, but they also happened for us. But if we focus too much on the past, we miss the gift of living in the moment, this present, where we can choose our responses, where we can choose our attitude, where we can choose our circle of friends and choose where we go. Living in the future is not the answer either. We can plan for the future, but as the coronavirus taught us, you can make all the plans you want, folks, and I can change in a New York second. So what is it that you're focusing on? The past, the future, or this moment? Because in this moment, I have so much joy. In this moment, I'm sharing it with you. In this moment, I'm so grateful. This is the moment that you can control. 
You can control how you think, how you respond. It's amazing. This is a beautiful thing. I want to thank each and every one of my moderators who have joined me here this week to support me and to support each and every one of our speakers who came up. You guys are amazing. I love you. Without you, I would have no support, no room, and it would just be me as a talking head, which I don't want because I learned so much from every one of your contributions. I thank you, each and every one of you. And to all the speakers who came up, who were vulnerable and shared, I thank you as well. You added so much value to this room. This was amazing. This room, again, it will be available for you to listen to and uh, to learn from. So go to the replays and listen to it. It's going to be worth it. So I thank each and every one of the speakers who came up today. And to everyone who is in the audience and who have been sharing in the uh, dialogue uh, in, in the background, thank you guys. Man, you're amazing. The fact that you're here listening, spending your time, giving your gift, your non-refundable gift of your time, that's one of the most precious things that you have. And the fact that you joined us in this room means so much to each and every one of us. And I know that I am going to leave this room here today strengthened and encouraged. We need these little booster shots. Every once in a while, we need to go into a room that reminds us that life is worth living and that life is what we make of it and that life is, is amazing as long as we see it and as long as we, we enjoy it and we remind ourselves that we are as worthy as anyone else to be loved, to be accepted, to be seen, to be heard, and to live a life that's worth living. Only we can get to do that. Nobody rescues us but us. We can get help from others, but the rescue comes from you. It comes from within. So do take control of your life, rescue yourself, and live the life that you deserve to live. That's your responsibility. Nobody else is going to do it for you. You can come here, but as you heard, Jess was an example of that. You take it and you make it your own. You say, yes, I can do this and I am going to transform. So nothing changes, folks, if nothing changes. If you only hear the message, but you don't take the action, it's pointless. It may help you in the moment, but does it help you in the long run? It doesn't. You got to do the work. It's not always easy. Sometimes you are going to feel like Rocky did. It's going to beat you down to your knees. But when you're on your knees, you can pray. When you're on your knees, you can say, yes, here I am. I'm getting back up. I am facing the world and I'm going to take whatever challenge it has. Why? Because I can. So examine that self-talk that you have. You ask yourself, who would you be without your story? If your story is a, a dark story, who would you be without that dark story? Only you can change that story. It's so important that you become the author of your own story. So that's my parting thoughts for this week. I thank everyone for being here. And uh, I'm going to close the room in just a, a few moments. So let's unmute and say our goodbyes. And then I will close the room. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. We'll see so you next week. Take Lots care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. 
For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.